Christ uses two parables, two, two comparisons, to explain the kingdom of God. What is clear in both of these images of the man planting seed and it grows on its own and the mustard seed that grows into a full-grown tree, magnificent tree, what is clear in both of the images is that the kingdom of God is not a place but it's a living reality. Joseph Ratzinger said the king, the heaven is not a place but a person. The person is Jesus Christ. Heaven is the union of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's dynamic. It's living and active. Like growing plants and growing trees. But it's eternal. God is eternal love. He's eternal gift. That's the first thing that needs to be said. It is clear from these images of the kingdom of God that the kingdom of God refers to an activity, first of all, which is the act of love, which is manifested in fruit, in fruitfulness, in abundance, in greatness. The kingdom of God, in other words, is a verb. It's not a noun. It's the reigning of God. It's God's reign. It's what does God do? God is, how would you say, God is an action. He's, he's, the, he's, he's, he's three persons in reciprocal gift, the one to another. That's why we say God is love. Is love a verb or a noun? That boy knows it's a verb. That's what love is like. It's you, 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 it's, it's your whole lungs. It's everything you have. It's the reigning of God that he's talking about. God reigning in the world and in eternity and how he does it. It's a question of the kingdom of God of which Christ speaks is how does God operate? What does God do? How does God work? God's work in the world is the action, first of all, of holiness. He, he makes the world, and he makes the world so that men can be saints, so that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, could take flesh from the world and perfectly manifest the, the Father in the world. The work of God in the world is God incarnate, Jesus Christ, period, and everyone associated with him. Before him, pointing to, the, to his coming, and now, since his coming, receiving his flesh and his, his blood. God's work in the world is the action of faith, hope, and charity in his saints, in his church. It is the fruits of holiness, men and women who live in prudence and in justice and fortitude and in temperance. God's work in the world Therefore, Christ says, these here, here are the images, specifically, is similar to if a man planted a seed in the ground and he were to sleep and get up night and day and the seed were to germinate, to sprout, while the man knew not how. And the earth would be fruitful. 
in various stages of growth until the harvest. The image here is the image of God, the creator of the world. Christ, in our icon, has the whole globe in his hand, the orb in his hand. God owns the world. He made the, natu- he made the world and all that is in it the physical as well as the spiritual world. He is the only one that is not made. He made everything. But he's he's hidden. This is the point of the image here. The man, he doesn't know how it happens that the plants grow, nor do we. But he knows, and we wait on him in patience. God gives the growth. He seems to be hidden. He seems to do nothing. He is hidden. He seems like a man who started it, but is unaware of all of its marvelous activity, like this man who plants and doesn't know how the plants grow. But he knows the purpose of the plant is the harvest. And we know the purpose of human life is to work out our salvation. The harvest is the judgment. As we heard in the second reading from St. Paul, we will all be judged before we will all be brought before the judgment seat of God, every man to answer for what he did in the body, whether good or evil. That's why we turn to Christ for his mercy and in penitence and in faithful adoration. At the harvest, he will take in the good and reject the bad. This is also the image, it's the image of the judgment. The man who plants. And the plants grow, the sun and the rain and the earth gives forth the, the fruit and he's, he does his part, but he waits on God. In the end, he will, he will take care of the harvest, he will yield his sickle, and he will take in the good and reject the bad. The, the message here would be, be patient, God is God. He's patient. Why do you lose patience? He'll take care of everything in due time. He will judge everyone. He will put everything straight. Even if right now you suffer, Christ suffered more. You join yourself to the sufferings of Christ. So the first message is, hold on. You're passing through. This is not your your final stop. This is not your home. Your home, it is, you're made for heaven. Don't give up. Even when you don't see, especially when you don't see God, don't give up. He's active. He's working on you and he's working on others. Have hope. Exercise your faith with acts of charity. God is in charge. He's in charge of your life. He's in charge of the whole world, even if he is hidden. And, well, let's continue. This, this, the parable of the, of the man who plants, the kingdom of God being like a man who plants, and the, and the plants grow apparently on their own, it also applies to the supernatural life of the Christian, which begins with baptism. We have some baptisms today. I think there's I think that boy there is going to be baptized. 
the girl. The boy's a generic term. Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> God made them male and female. <laughs> um, the parable of the man who plants, like the kingdom of God, is it also applies to the supernatural life of the Christian, which begins with baptism and is developed in a hidden way by the work of God in the soul, supernatural life in the soul. God takes possession of the man. He belongs to God. On the outside, you don't see it. It's the work on the inside. God will wash her on the inside. It's a hidden reality, which is manifested by a life of holiness. In time, it's gradual, like a, a child who grows and does his confirmation and his holy communion and his confession and again and again, and he goes to daily mass, like many of the people at Holy Trinity, and frequent confession. You begin again and again. It's a gradual process. The process, well, it's, it's all at once, like the man who plants the seed. But it's also gradual because the growth takes time. It's like a man who converts. A man who is steeped in sin like a Mary Magdalene, you know, who turns to the Lord. God forgives her as soon as she repents. But the flesh, the vices, are, are entanglements. They're like... A sickness. They, it, it, it takes time for the, for the body to heal. Sometimes it doesn't heal until, until, the saying is, until six hours after you're dead. You're healed in, in purgatory. You're healed when you get to heaven. The, the body takes time. Nature takes time. What's the saying? God always forgives Man forgives sometimes, nature never forgives. This is the image. See, the nature takes, it has its order, and the order of nature is established by God, and the order of nature has been damaged by the sin of man. Every natural evil comes from the sin of man. Scripture says, it is from the heart of man that sin entered the world, and from sin death, and every other evil. God is good. He made all things good. And so, we, and so the world is marvelous the way he makes it operate and it cooperates with the action of God to make us saints. And God's work is like a mustard seed, he says. It is this, it is small, it's a small beginning, like the call of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob which develops into a great and powerful nation to our own day. And Christ, and then the culmination of that nation is the Messiah, Christ, who dies like the mustard seed, and the man, the lady who's baptized, dies with Christ like the mustard seed to live forever for God. He dies and rises again, and from 12 men, he fills the whole world like a huge tree, the most magnificent tree of the Catholic faith, the hope of the dispensing the sacraments, which are the only hope for the world, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the most blessed sacrament. He is here in the flesh. That magnificent structure of the church has come from humble beginnings. A man who is God, who was killed, and his twelve apostles, one of him who had him, one of them who had him killed and destroyed himself, and the other eleven 
were rejected and, and themselves killed. And we are beneficiaries of those humble beginnings. A third of the world's population believes in Jesus Christ, professes faith in Jesus Christ today in a world of, in a, in a world of disbelief. It's, it's mind-boggling, the greatness of the great tree that grew from the seed that died. Christ, the church, his body, till the end. What is most clear in both of these images of the parables of the kingdom of God is that the kingdom of God is living and active. It is God's active, is God's love in the world, God's activity in the world. Mostly in a hidden way, but gradual and well-ordered. God's plan is carried out. Doing great things. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, is the kingdom of God. And every man united to him is in that kingdom. He is in them and they are in him. And he rules things. He rules all things. And he rules all things well for those who love him. He makes men saints.